Well, we are in here. This is the Chop Up Show. We are live. Uh, I'm here with my dog, Toya G. Uh, What's good? <laughs> Toya, Toya uh, is interested in all them people who had their phones out for like, what, a day? <laughs> yeah, so uh, for all y'all AT&T people, we T-Mobile users, so we were yeah. very unfamiliar. Minimally, and minimally effective. I think it was like 1,800 outages mm-hmm. or something like that, but we're going to get into that in a minute. Right, right, right. But uh, we want to thank y'all for joining this very interesting conversation for the day. Uh, but to get into what people are mad about, <laughs> what people are mad about this week, Toya, let's talk about, uh, tell us about what happened with the folks in the, uh, Apple, or excuse me, at and Hey, 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 a lot of slander you just try to throw out there <laughs> to the Apple gang, and I don't appreciate that at all. Um, yeah. but, uh, phone users, I think two mornings ago were distraught. They were upset. They were on the edge of their seats uh, trying to figure out what was going on because uh, many users, I think to the tune of 30,000 plus AT&T users did not have cell phone service, literally looked up at their phones. And if they weren't connected to Wi-Fi, I said SOS. I watched a video of somebody who was, I guess, driving around. Um, GPS completely went out, got lost in the middle of nowhere and was like, I mean, stranded and abandoned for like 30 minutes, ended up at like a McDonald's somewhere. Like it was calamity. Um, Verizon users were affected. Some, uh, like I said, T-Mobile users were affected. And that ultimately left a lot of people speculating. Now, uh, about what happened, to be clear. Now, we listened to a report that talked about the fact that the FCC, as well as Department of Homeland Security, a whole bunch of the FBI, a whole bunch of other organizations have been brought in to investigate what happened. But here is what AT&T had to say about what happened. First of all, they sent text messages out to AT&T users because niggas was like, okay, I, we don't know what happened. And they everybody got theories and that's what we're going to get to. But can you credit my bill? You know, niggas is like, where the money? <laughs> like, y'all cut me off. Can I get some type of payback for what happened? We don't really care what happened. Can you credit my bill? But AT&T apparently sent out text messages to people saying the following. Let me look it up. They sent out messages saying... Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then, I mean, it was a quick and easy little text, too. I think that's what had people frustrated. Like, bro, run me my bread. Don't be trying to get in and get out. Ah, what was the message? Something simple that blamed it on outages. Yeah, they was they were saying something about uh, they were expanding their network. Got it. It's yeah. a, This is the message that they got. It's AT&T. We apologize for Thursday's outage, which may have impacted you. As a value customer, your connection matters, and we are committed to doing better. Period. Uh, <laughs> so a whole bunch of that. The AT&T then from their Twitter account sent this. Based on our initial review, we believe the outage was caused by an application and execution of an incorrect process. Whatever the fuck used that means. As we were expanding our network, not a cyber attack. We are continuing our assessment to ensure we keep delivering the services that our customers deserve. Niggas in the comments said, as soon as they said it wasn't a cyber attack, you know what that means, right? What? It was a cyber attack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so people are wholly just kind of very skeptical about what caused it, what generated it, why it happened, mm-hmm. and, you know, what's what's to come. 
this has set us up to, I think, get into an interesting conversation about conspiracies. And when I say conspiracies, I, I, I mean, we're black. We are, you know, black people in our own right. And so we have our own collective cultural conspiracies about how things have worked. You know, when I think about some of those conspiracies, I think about the man. Uh, you know, that was the first kind of language that I heard about this ambiguous kind of vague entity behind the curtain making decisions about my life. Mm-hmm. Right. But that wasn't really our generation's language. I feel like in terms of our generation, um, we were the Illuminati generation. Right. right. Everything was kind of explicable in terms of power. Beyonce power was relations. Illuminati. Jay-Z's Illuminati. Like all of the all of the people that kind of became global icons in our generation was Illuminati, without a doubt. I mean, and so, and it wasn't just celebrities. It was also the fact that celebrities and politicians and important peoples were all in some way connected to either the Baphomet or Freemasonry, you know what I'm saying? But then somebody dying, sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly, right? So it was a whole bunch of things. And it's like, what does, what does like X random politician have to do with what Kanye is doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I never really could figure that out. Mm-hmm. But we were infatuated with figuring out, you know what I'm saying, who they were. And then from there, I feel like we have kind of evolved as a society due to obvious political and social kind of instantiations, whether you feel some type of way about 9-11 to whether you feel some type of way about something like COVID to whether, you know, you feel something about just a lot of things that are happening. You know what I'm saying? Like our, our participation race. in different wars. Like, it's like, I think everybody's just like, it's us versus the state. Right. Yeah, I mean, like the state is no longer, you know, there's always been people that's been suspect about what the government is doing and how the government, you know what I'm saying, our their our food, our water, our you know, like yeah. chemtrails. Like we am I tripping? Like first tell nah, me, like first, I guess that's, that's been a part of it. And what's been crazy is that what what I think is the most crazy is that black people, like we because there have been laws and like legislation and government institutions that have defended and protected racism. We have yeah. different relationships with anti-state conspiracies than I think white people do. But white people still have hella anti-state conspiracies. Most white nationalists are anti-government. You feel me? So it's like they, while, while the things that we complain about, they'll say that we're making it up and it ain't real. But then they'll yeah. also complain about the same institution that we complain about. They just got their own little version. They got their own little version, their own little different explanations, but there are definitely overlaps and intersections in them. I want to talk to the chat too. Like if y'all are in here, I know it's a couple people watching. Like, are y'all team conspiracy theory? Like, do you, are you kind of naturally obliged or oriented toward moving about the world as though there are powers or forces outside of our view and outside of our control that just kind of make the decisions for us? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's a large part of why people don't participate in politics. You know what I'm saying? That's a really kind of quick and easy explanation. I know it's part of some of my apathy at times is that some of this shit is under cake been made. Um, it's already orchestrated. I just can't ever prove to what extent, right? What percentage of it? It's like wrestling, right? Like we used to we used to watch wrestling. Like yeah. some of it's fake. Yeah, there's a some degree. Is... Right. Yeah, there's a there's a degree <laughs> of athleticism. Yeah, there's a degree of athleticism <laughs> in wrestling, but yeah, uh, it's a, it's a predetermined outcome. You feel me? So you, how much is, you know what I'm saying, both? Jay Universe is in the chat. Everybody else, if y'all in here, make sure y'all say what's up. Uh, Jay Universe, said he on, uh, they on both sides. Uh, he did say we came on just in time. It's been a little dry on YouTube, so I'm glad we can go ahead and get things cracking for y'all today. Yeah, um, we're feeling the streets of what they need. 
but but I I think what happens though is I mean and actually similar to wrestling, right? There is some there is some truth to it, but then it's the I feel like it's the put together part that throw me off, right? Because I'm I would yeah. consider myself pro conspiracy theory. No, actually, let me take that back. I would consider myself pro conspiracy, right? I'm not pro conspiracy theory, because can I, you elaborate? Okay, what what you mean? Because I believe that I believe that like so conspiracy legally is like a plot, right? People working together, uh, to to like different people working together behind the scenes to create a particular outcome, right? There, there's there's right. planning and then there's execution as a part of that planning. Uh, what George Carlin pointed out in, in an interview, or he was like a, in a round table um, having a conversation. And what he pointed out was that the you don't need the Illuminati to be sitting at meetings and saying, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do in order to have a conspiracy. You just need to have like interests. That's it. And so with hmm. like, and so since we know that different, like, for example, uh, there are corporations and there are prisons that have like interests that incentivize keeping prisons full so they can actually so they can make more money based on that relationship. That right. doesn't mean that they're saying specifically go lock like let, like let's go grab people to do whatever. But the but the uh, the the like interest in that circumstance ends up incentivizing that. And that's what that's what happens. Right. So it's like. Uh, a conspiracy right. theory, though, to me, is uh, George Soros is trying to create a new world mm -hmm. order, and he's using black people and black issues to try to create civil unrest to start a civil war. So, they, like, it's it's that type of foolishness. You feel me? Is yeah. George is George Soros involved in a in in some type of conspiracy? I'm sure, right? Like, he's a billionaire. Y'all know, and y'all know how to, where the chop up stands on billionaires. Um, but I, I but. The conspiracy theories, and even that term became coined around uh, 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 the assassination of JFK, because mm. it was like people just coming up with yeah, because people were just coming up with theories with how it happened, right? And so that's actually when we first get that term coined. And so mm. with, because there's there was nothing definitive. I mean, pe but people kind of pointed out different relationships that would make it possible. You know what I mean, that's kind of that's that's what I believe like a conspiracy theory is like. But that's I, right. I, but I, I just think that because black people have been involved in like so many real life conspiracies, even government involved conspiracies, like what happened with crack cocaine and freeway Ricky Ross and everybody involved in that. We like that started out as, oh, y'all just saying stuff. Y'all just being conspiracy theorists to like, oh, here's concrete evidence that this is something that actually happened. You know, what right. I mean? So I don't think all conspiracy I mean, the theories... same things with the assassinations of MLK and of right. Martin Luther King, like just so many, much of it is like Malcolm X. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I said MLK and Martin Luther King, MLK, MLK and Malcolm X and yeah. a whole bunch of other leaders, you know, as well. You just kind of do the deductive reasoning. You let some more time for investigations to happen and the truth comes out. I mean, mm -hmm. that's real. I think what's what's important and the good distinction between what you described is like, I do believe in conspiracy. I believe in the capacity conspire to conspire. I believe that people get on the same agenda and align their interest in a, in a particular direction, but they don't have a meeting about it. I right. also, though, it's very fascinating dating somebody who was a self-proclaimed conspiracy theorist. Right. Like, um, the rubber really, you know, hit the road when we were like in the thick of COVID, you know what I'm saying? Really dealing with each other or whatever. We weren't like in a capital R relationship. We was in a little situational relational little but like play, you play. And my, 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit more serious than play, play, play. But it was one of them things where it's like you in my bubble, you know. Of I, I kind of trust how you move and what you do today to day. I'm familiar enough with your routine that I'm like not feel like you a threat. So you can come be in my little COVID bubble and you yeah. somebody I'm willing to deal with. So it was like it's better than trying to find somebody off the street. Like nigga, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. know you. Like whatever. Right, right, right. You know, COVID makes you turn inward. So during those times, it really became very startling and stark how you know, deeply invested this person who I care about a lot, you know, still to this day, that's my dog, but was just very much like conspiracy, like they're trying to kill us. They're trying to do this. Every, I heard it all. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might not see me no more. There's going to be a time in this that I'm really anticipating that there's going to be an all call and I'm going to have to hit the heels. I already got an exit plan. I'm going to be off the grid, like that type shit. Like, that's crazy. I ain't coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to just, so we had to kind of really sort some of those things out, but, and we laugh at these things, but plug, you know, as we talk about, and I'm going to come full circle back to the cell phone issue in a second, but there are people who know that truth is stranger than fiction, right? Know that the reality of the situation in this world is kind of crazy or probably crazier than anything we can make up. And that's Agreed. some of the billionaires in the world. So we got a right. report uh, toward the end of last year that kind of hit the radar but kind of went under the radar and and questioning like what's really going on in this world what really is possible and you know this is also in the world where you have shows like doomsday preppers mm-hmm. right and they 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 tend to include like these very unique people very eccentric individuals with you know their different idiosyncrasies and different approaches and philosophies about life but if you've ever seen the show like they got their bunkers they got their rations they got the whole setup they're ready they have their own generators you know what i'm saying about how the end of the world is gonna come and they have materials to prepare them for that but you know what became real at the end of last year was what we found out was them ain't the only type of people you know planning for that and keep in mind these bunkers and these generators and these rations are already costing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like people are ex- ex- uh, expending um, lots of money and lots of effort to create these spaces and, and, and spilling the bag. But we as society, I know me, I'm like, man, y'all crazy. Like I feel you. It's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Stuff is going to get crazy, but these are like, you know, outliers. These are, in, you know, just weird individuals. You know, write them off. Right. What do we find out, Plug? Go ahead and give us the news report on kind of what we started, what, what we discovered toward the end of the year. All right. So what we found, and this, yeah, as, you see, as y'all can see, this is just a couple months, uh, a couple months ago. Um, Mark Zuckerberg and his family are building a huge um, underground bunker slash compound um, in Hawaii. Uh, now, why he would now, you know, why like specifically why this is happening? There hasn't been uh, like a, a like a specific statement like I'm building this because I think whatever whatever is gonna happen, um, and and we kind of see that like millionaires and billionaires have kind of done this uh, done this over time, but what we what we see is that what he's trying to build is a 1,400 acre compound of mansions, tree houses, and tunnels. Okay. Mm. The crown hmm. jewel, the crown jewel of the 270 million project is a 5,000 square foot underground shelter with its own energy and food supplies and what appears to be a blast resistant door. So he has the above ground comp- compound that he's building, right, with mansions and all this, you know, and all this and all this stuff. And then the uh, 5,000 square foot underground shelter that literally, as y'all can see, has its own energy and what appears to be blast resistant doors. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, what this article is specifically talking about is like the, the hypocrisy that this creates um, with somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, who talks about being big on equality. Somebody who talks about uh, like he, he goes out of his way to attempt to share his wealth. And then he turns around and then goes to a place that was just ravaged by forest fires. That's really telling people mm-hmm. stay away. We really trying to maintain our land, but he's going to turn it into a personal doomsday compound for him and his family uh, in Hawaii. So. Again, I mean, I guess we're we're waiting to see, like for like what expectations Mark Zuckerberg or what what or what he knows. You know, that's what they say. Like these billionaires know more than everybody else. But we we wait to see why, like what's the justification for it. But outside of you know just building something for his family, it ain't, it hasn't been too much in that, right? And then again, so we're pointing out that this is Hawaii that was telling people to stay away after it got burnt up. And then all the millionaires and billionaires did uh, went as quick as they can to try up to try and buy up everything possible. Go ahead. Toy. I mean, I think, you know, as I listen to the intimate details of this, it kind of tells me two things. And these two things are related. One, it tells me we only know about one of those. Ain't no telling how many other, uh, you know, millionaires and billionaires have really staked their own little private corner of the world and decided that this is where they want to be mm-hmm. when the, the thick of it comes and when the worst of it comes and they have to get off the grid. And so the scary part about that, and then this is the part B, the, the second thing uh, that, that really kind of frightens me about this is that they're creating their own little Noah's Ark. You know what I'm saying? They making sure, you know, because that's too much space for one person or even one family. You said 14 acres? Uh, is that 15, what, that's that's 15. 15 sorry, excuse me let me not leave yeah. off you know a whole size of a football field because a yeah. mansion can fit on the size of a football field right so yeah that's about the, the the equivalent of an acre so 15 of those um and then you said some tunnels it's gonna be multiple mansions and living spaces through dispersed throughout their own energy sources of course, yeah. vegetation, probably some wildlife going to be out there, some things that will really allow for them to accommodate themselves for long periods of time on top of whatever they got rationed that is, you know, sustainable and uh, non-perishable or whatever that's and, and whatever GMO that they have specially made and crafted for their for biology that really allows for yeah. them to thrive the best in these types of conditions. They're going to be great. And so, you know, some like you said, he hasn't expressed a reason um, or whatever, but I, I do. This is when my conspiracy theory meter kicks in because I really do feel like some people know more shit than other people do. Some people are privy to other information, and I feel like no, you, not even that, because it's so we we live in such a dense an information dense society, and there are so many things that distract us from what matters. And I put air quotes on what matters because whenever something big happens, what do all the conspiracy theorists say? That's a distraction. Right. That's a distraction. And right. so it becomes more and more hard to figure out what we distracting from, what we should really be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. I say all this to say, I really feel like these people, they, 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 their lives are organized to have, be above the fray, to be above the chatter and the bullshit. So they really do get to pay people to be like, tell me what really matters today. Somebody walk in there like, well, Mr. Zuckerberg, uh, life is, earth is toast. Like for real, for real. Like fuck all this, fuck all that. This is what you need to know about, you know what I'm saying? The future of the planet. The future reality says we gone by 2070. Mark Zuckerberg say bet. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not getting caught up in the rest of the minutia of what's happening in the world. This person, this candidate, this, that, and the other. I'm going to show up to these little Supreme Court hearings because they on my ass about, you know what I'm saying, uh, corporate personhood media, <laughs> and, yeah, all of and, and antitrust laws. You know what I'm saying? So 
I go to their little hearings and go deal with they with the but I'm preparing for a, a world where ain't no such thing as United States federal government where you know what I'm saying like the planet is about to be started at level one and we about to get back to the basics and I'm gonna I'm be ahead of the game which which I mean think? I'm gonna be honest I think that as much as 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 much as he probably does have access to information we're not privy to yeah. a lot I mean really he just got access to specifics because a lot of the ways that the world's gonna be destroyed by man we already know we fucking it up with pollution we got nuclear weapons that could that that could wipe out the planet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In in the weekend, you feel me? Like we we global warming. Like we can we can go on and on about the things that's that that humanity has been doing to the planet and in, in ways that we're making it unlivable. We're robbing like uh, our overconsumption is robbing the uh, robbing our soil of its resources, mm-hmm. right? So you got farmland that that they got to do all this it's extra stuff to place. make it for, yeah to make it to. Uh, to make it usable. So it's like, you know, we just don't have the benefit to sit around thinking about the end of the world. Cause it's like, shit, not getting a bill paid could be the end of the world. Not have yeah. like not having rent. You know what I'm saying? could be the end of the world for us type shit. So when you had a luxury of just sitting around, like when you have that type of leisure time, cause you got a billion dollars and you, and you never need to do anything else again. You, you know what I'm saying? You can spend that money for the rest of your motherfucking life. Right. Uh, then, then it it does become um easier for you to start thinking through like, hmm, what about what if an asteroid hit? Or what if this hit or whatever? You know what I mean? And so it's 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 one of them things to me where it's like like it's it's really obvious. And what but what I think is messed up is the people that is doing the most to contribute to the to the destruction of the planet are the ones mm-hmm. that's creating these Noah Noah's arcs. It's the it's the uh it's the in, it's sure. the uh the, the big industries, right? Like it's the it's the industries that's stripping the stripping the uh, land of its resources. It's the industries that's poisoning the water. It's the industries that's polluting the air. It's the industries that's putting microplastics. You know what I mean? I was listening in, to in a the debate of people. I was listening to a debate earlier like last weekend and one of the arguments was about ended up being about Taylor Swift's just usage and it was really just like an opportunity to hate on Taylor Swift but the person arguing against it listed like 12 other celebrities with a worse carbon footprint in terms of private jet use compared to them and then said none of those celebrities or I think the sum of those celebrities account for only 2.2% of uh, emissions business people are the people who are doing most of the emissions when it comes to private jets do you know how much international business get ha- gets happen happens sorry suspended you know what i'm saying how many ever thousands of miles up in the air or you know what i'm saying the ability to quickly get to a meeting or get to a conference or make get a deal, or country, close a deal yeah, like yeah. and get across the world you know what i'm saying like those are and so when you really think about just how silly it is to put some of your energy in one place or another place really trying to jump in front of something it's just like that's just kind of how the world works but you know, when we think about when you, when you make the comment, you know, they have the ability to think about these things. They have the ability to care. They have the ability to get this precision information. Yeah, I do think, you know, based on your and my conversation, we do end up having these moments with the AT&T cell phone issue where we do got to kind of stop and think like, well, what the hell? What if? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people were saying with the phone issue when the phones went out. So it's important to note that if some people, I guess the SOS feature does allow you to make emergency calls. But the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department in Charlotte, North Carolina, was not able to be contacted during that outage. And people was shook about that because they couldn't get through the 911. And then I think the San Francisco Police Department was unavailable or was unable to be contacted during that outage. Or I'm sorry, the outage took out their system. So 
people weren't able to be able to call in and connect with them. So we do see that infrastructure is at stake and that lives are at stake when these little blips happen, regardless of what we're going to blame them on. When I start thinking about that and looking at the, my timeline, people was like, bro, if this was a cyber attack, which a lot of people are like, I think this is a cyber happen. attack, bro. And a lot yeah. of people think it was a, a practice. It was a dry run. People really started to speculate about how crazy cyber attacks would be if not only it was cell phones, but what about if they cyber attacked the banks? Or the hospitals, or now the bank, the uh, hospitals. I'll be worried about the banks though. Hit them hoes. Hit. Them I mean, hoes. shit. He keep people keep saying y'all focusing on this wrong stuff. Y'all not hitting the department of education doing these student loans once once and for all. That's where right. you know what I'm saying. Whatever. Right. But also something as simple, and I say simple with air quotes, but is stoplights. Right, the calamity that you could cause, and I don't know if y'all saw. Have y'all? I don't know if you seen London has fallen. Have we yeah, watched I've that? I, I feel good. Yeah. The, the huge part of what they was able to do was to like shut down the city by manipulating traffic lights and lights in general, like literal lights. Like they yeah. shut down the entire city by just cutting lights. And so it brings us back to they. Yeah. Like who is yeah. they? Yeah. Because a lot of people was like they are cyber attack. Well, who is the they? You know what I'm saying? I kept kind of trying to put my finger on it. I don't know if it was like who do you think? Like a lot of people were saying it was... it's the government. Yeah. Who do you think? What's, what, speculate, speculate for me a little bit. Who do you think they was? So that's what I'm saying. I, I like with with this type of stuff, it's difficult for me because it's like it 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 was a small percentage of people that. Well, actually, I won't say a small percentage. I, I was completely unimpacted, and and actually, my wife was too because my hair got AT and T, and I was able to contact her. Like we didn't have no mm-hmm. issues with with the phone. So uh, I think when people be like, "Oh, it was a dry run to see." Like if we're saying it was the government, it was a dry run to see what the gov- the U.S. government is attacking its own internal assets. For, you know what I'm saying? Now we got 9/11 conspirators and all of that, so they could say, yeah, they they trying to wipe us out. Okay, understandable, right? That's 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 one theory. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm with with stuff like this. I'm more under the perception that this was a technical issue, and I think what's scarier about this is that a small error in coding can literally upset our ability to access uh, uh, emergency, uh, like emergency contacts. Like, I think, I think that's what's, what is more frightening is that it don't have to be an attack in order for us, in order for the United States to be Calam- made vulnerable. Of, yeah. For calamity to happen. Exactly. Cause it's just like, okay, they say that it was just, Oh, you know, a, you know, a, 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 a tech, a, a technical issue. And we like, yeah, whatever. It was just the air. But niggas who who like know coding and you know what I'm saying know how intricate like uh, uh like these these uh, infrastructures are know that it could just if one thing goes wrong it'll trigger a bunch of different failures that will completely you know what I'm saying undermine the uh the whole infrastructure and so I mean I I, I think with something like this the they was AT and T in in them you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, gotcha but 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 I also think on the flip side. The the other day, if it was if it's a quote unquote attack, the other day yeah, who, the day who, who is who the other day could be. I hate to I hate to feed into like propaganda, but yeah. you know, given 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 the world power competition that we see, the day is probably Russia and China. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it, it was probably China. Yeah, yeah, it was either Russia, like yeah. who has the who has the capabilities to do it. China does. China does, or some sure. ex- or some extremist organization was kind of the the skepticism, and yeah, China's more likely to have the capacity. Shout out to Miss Ma'am. Shout out to J Universe. They talking back to us in the chat. Miss Ma'am said, 
uh, listen to a fire ass audio book that has the exact type of compound he's supposed to be building. I'm going to find it and send it to you. I'll definitely send it because I want to know a little bit more information. Uh, mm -hmm. She continues by saying, um, let me see. Oh, Jay Universe says there was a Netflix movie made by the Obamas that was similar to this whole scenario. And it was. It was called Leave the World Behind. It, it's still on Netflix. just came out a couple months ago. I, I didn't watch it because with. everybody... People was rocking with it, but then some people was like, the ending didn't make sense. I was turned off by it. Didn't end up watching it. But apparently it's a parallel situation. And Miss Ma'am says Die Hard with a Vengeance is also similar to this, uh, too. And that Miss Ma'am liked it. So maybe, I mean, since we family, you know what I'm saying? And it's a family endorsement. Maybe, maybe I need out. to go back and check it out. You know, yeah. maybe I need to go double back. Yeah. Um, but here's the last question I want to ask you before I dip out. We know that there are different types of attacks, right? Yeah. If China was, like, we know... We just said China has the capabilities to do something like this, but let's say not China, but some other, any other country, including China. Why not? Mm -hmm. Leave them on the list. Anybody with a beef with the United States has the option of attacking us or some natural disaster happens because I feel like natural disasters can also do things like wipe out phones, also do crazy shit like disconnect people. So what kind of doomsday shit's about to get crazy? I really don't know what I'm going to do next. And I'm this is the most I'm scared of scenario that can happen uh, out of all the possibilities: cyber war or a cyber attack, a biochemical attack. Uh, I won't even say a nuclear weapon because that's just that's curtains for everybody. Uh, but uh, hey, we, we in California, an earthquake. Mm -hmm. uh, what what doomsday situation are you most concerned about happening? Which one comes to your mind is the one that leave you the most shook a little bit? Uh, probably a cyber attack. Because we are so uh, kind of like cellular, you know what I'm saying? Three, four G tower, all type of. We so dependent on that. You got to think about it. Like our, like we live in California. Our families live in in, in, in Missouri and Kansas. And so, if we was to lose ability to contact them via cellular device. We can't, like, we completely disconnected from our families. Like, we don't know what's going mm -hmm. on. We in Oregon Trail time, you know what I'm saying, sending off letters, hoping to hear from them in the next six months type shit. So I think, I think that the vulnerability that we exist under in, in this new mobile cell phone, you know what I'm saying, computer, internet-dominated culture, like, those type of vulnerabilities put us in a position where uh, since everything, like, all of our comfort and comfortability is, is centered around this type of technology... If they was able to wipe it out, it like it, it'll be devastating. It'll be devastating for folks. Yeah, and there's so many different directions you can go to be, go in with that because I mean we talked about banks. If they try to hit banks, that's an inconvenience. If they try to hit hospitals, that's an inconvenience. Mm. Um, I know, shoot, LAUSD got hit. You know what I'm saying? And that made a whole bunch of information vulnerable. So these cyber attacks don't necessarily have to be the system don't work. It could be I can Exposing, see all of y'all yeah, shit everything. now, and now it's just a bunch of exposure that will then create hell for people for years mm -hmm. to come. You know what I'm saying? So, so many different ways you go with it. I also, you know, I don't want no sarin gas. I don't want no surprise, right. nothing in the water. I mean, it's just, it's all scary. And if the earth's but split you know, open. You know what I do think it's going to be? I don't know though? what I'm going to do. What's you up? Know what I do think it's going to be? So with global warming, this is what we got to look out for. This is the shit that's been scared, like keep me up at night for years. With global warming, the ice caps are melting. Yeah, with the with the melting of ice caps, icebergs, everything that was frozen over during prehistoric times, there are uh, germs, there are bacteria, there are viruses that were kind of frozen over with yep. all the animals that died during the ice age. 
right? When those, as those ice caps melt, it's releasing these viruses and these bacteria, this bacteria and these germs that are billions of years old that we've never seen, seen and sniffed. There was a story of a, uh, an indigenous community who they, they started to warm up and a carcass had uh, thawed out near their, their water source and the bacteria from that carcass got in that water source and it heavily hurt that community because there was nothing that there was nothing that they could do like the people mm-hmm. that 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 consumed this ancient bacteria like literally lost their lives because there was there was no way to treat it they didn't know how to treat it so uh well that's that's i think that's is is something that we really gonna have to worry about going into the future just because it's yeah. like shit when you got bacteria that we can't treat it's a wrap man Listen, I'm going to go to these comments and then I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, let's see. The, let's see. Jay Universe says, I feel like we already experienced the bio attack with COVID-19. The next best thing is cyber. Definitely still a lot of question marks for everybody is related. Is this related to COVID-19? Questions from the beginning to the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people aren't satisfied with the answers. They've just decided to adapt to the reality of it. But in terms of like where it came from, how it came, what it is, what it do, we know labs in Wuhan and people making weird decisions about how they were overseeing those processes and stuff like that. But a lot of people are like, nah, it's more to the story. Right. Miss Ma'am says other countries will find and feed factions here to keep the fight going for as long feed and find and fund the factions here to keep the fight going as long as possible. And so that's true, right? If we do experience some type of calamity or craziness, you do run the risk of, you know, other people jumping on board or taking advantage and take of the United States vulnerabilities and really kind of getting they lick in and getting they lick back seeing the U.S. down. So it, it, it's rough. You know what I'm saying? We talked about natural disasters, which kind of get relegated to certain regions and certain areas. So, you know, the bounce back is kind of imminent. Fingers crossed with some of those things. But right. cyber attacks, I mean, it depends on how large the net is that they want to they wanna cast. So, uh, hide your kids, hide your wife. Uh, that's my way of saying watch yourself, be careful. Uh, <laughs> look out for yourself and others. But when uh, it gets to the thick of it, man, I don't really know what the hell to do. Because like you said, my mom and them way over yonder. So we're going to see. Yeah, uh, living on th- we're living on thin ice. Our society exists on thin ice. But and that thin that- ice pun is no pun intended because global warming is on our ass. So thin ice is very real these days. No pun intended. I picked it up. I picked it uh, up. Uh, so with that, we'll, we'll go ahead and transition into the next part of the chop. Appreciate that, Toya. Uh, for putting fears in in niggas' hearts, hope y'all sleep. Not well my tonight. goal, but it is what it is. Hope y'all sleep well tonight. But uh, that we're gonna transition over to something that's a bit uh, I don't know, Toya. Is it humorous? Is it funny? Is it offensive? It's sad. We talking about we talking about the J sixes. We talking about the J sixes. If y'all don't know what I mean uh, by the J sixes, we're not talking ta- about Michael Jordan. No, 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 not not no not no Jays, right? Not no Jays. We are talking about. These, the Trump ones, I don't know what they're called. They're called the Trump fam, friends and family shoe. It's, they're called the Trump friends and family shoe. Uh, I don't know what the friends and family, because any, you know, if you got the availability, you could get them. They was like, what, $400 or something in that range, between three sure. to $400. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Trump dropped them at a recent sneaker con. Now, before we get into the implications of Trump dropping these damn shoes. Uh, I first want to kind of get, tap into the mind of a sneakerhead. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not a sneakerhead, 
even when I first wanted to go, when I wanted to buy some J's, I had to call my friends to be like, what should I get? Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't do this. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, and George, I, I, I hit up George. I guess I, I had called Nick and he answered. That's why I did. Cause you was going to be next. Uh, yeah. But what Nick uh, said? Oh, uh, Nick, I got them grays. That's when I got the cool grays. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, Toya is one of my top sneakerhead friends, and I wanted to get her thoughts on these shoes as a sneakerhead. Before we get into the political implications of Donald Trump dropping a shoe and why he dropped them, just as a sneakerhead, Toya, you copping. Now, now you know the reason why I'm asking is because politics don't necessarily mean it, it's going to impact your feet, right? Because it's a lot sure. of people that's anti- it's a lot of people that's anti Donald Trump or, or anti uh, Kanye, but rock the shit out of their Yeezys, right? This is a, so still, it's like, yeah. to this day, a lot of people have made the decision that, eh, and, and I ain't seen nobody, you know, get called out about it. So people still throw them on and do what they do with them for sure. Right, clearly, clear. I mean, really, I I ain't heard nobody about. I ain't heard nothing about anybody ever getting harassed for wearing Yeezys, right? Nah, so I mean, it's like you can have politics that are antithetical to Kanye's or vice versa, and still rock the Yeezy. So. With the with the J sixes, Toya, where do you where do you stand mm. with these? Okay, um, objective view or you know, kind of critic critique criticism of the J sixes sneakerhead critique I, on a on a sneakerhead critique on a scale of one to ten, on a scale of one to ten, these shoes are a solid, and this is just being objective. I say they a solid six point five. Slightly above average. Slightly above average. Here's why. Um, so the pros of the shoe are that I mean, I think the gold, red, white, and blue are like they are color blocked in a way that is balanced. I think the back of the shoe has some business going on. The front of the shoe is mostly gold, the laces are gold, the toe box is gold. And so it looks good i feel like the lace choice is good the the shade of gold or whatever it's a rounded toe so it don't look exactly like a jordan one you know what i'm saying like the shape of the shoe is important because mm -hmm. it doesn't look like a Mike, michael jordan shoe it's just a high top you know what i'm saying with a similarity a lot of people are saying that you know a lawsuit is coming because of the red bottom you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. the uh bottom of the shoe is uh bright red and apparently Louboutin got uh trademarking on that and stuff like that so they, they that's another thing to speculate about the shoe and its prominence but um anything that got a big ass United States flag splattered on it is also always going to be ass a little bit <laughs> I feel like um also the shape of the shoe with the toe being rounded is like weird um I, I feel like that automatically makes them look like skater shoes you know what i'm saying as opposed to mm. like the trendier kind of that rounded Sneaker, toe yeah. It's, yeah look a different it goes it, it looks like a skate shoe like a high top skater shoe yeah. um i also am very interested in the materials because they don't look trustworthy like you know how you get a bend at the toe and sometimes with certain material that like that crease but and it's one thing to have a crease but it's like the material will start to fray and tear up or whatever like it's not not only creased but mm. like it's so creased that like the gray starts to chip a little bit if you will because yeah. i don't know if that's plastic i don't know if it's leather i don't know if it's pleather i don't know what it's giving so i'm not really trusting it um yeah as a shoe it's mid um and the the, the t is boring but besides that um yeah that's my critique on the shoe i wouldn't wear it i'm i don't think it's a colorway i couldn't imagine myself i also think it's hard to like 
match. Like, and I guess that's what the would point go with these. To have yeah. this real gaudy ass "Make America Great Again" shoe, but that shit don't go with nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you have to. I feel like you would be like annoying putting them on. Like I turn my nose up at you, not only because they some Trump shoes, but like, like, boo. And I got some all gold Air Maxes. You know what I'm saying? Like some okay. gold on gold, gold like 97s. So okay. I got respect for an all gold shoe. I just feel like you got to know how to place that hole. And that red, white, and blue on top of the gold is too much going on. You lost me. That's my take. Yeah, yeah. As a um, and then as a more casual shoe wear, I would have to get these hoes. I'm giving them like a three, three and a half. <laughs> yeah. because, and and here's why. Like as a as a more casual yeah. shoe wear, I think about I think about shoes based on what I have in my wardrobe. Not I'm not about to buy your outfit. Like I know how niggas do. You know what I'm saying? And I I've never been a hip fashionable nigga. Like I've always worn like sweaters and. Like real, real basic shit. But when it yeah. when it comes to shoes, I never wanted gaudy shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like I never like like you know how niggas be, like uh, Louboutin had the shoes with the spikes, and I've never yeah. I've never liked those shoes because it was always like it's doing a bit too much. You feel me? Again, as a casual yeah. shoe wearer, I want my shoes to I want my shoes to accent my outfit. I don't want it to be louder than everything else I got on. That's what these hoes do. You feel me? Right and, and as well as, like you said, when it comes to like when it comes to creases and when it comes to the material, that gold ain't gonna last like that for long. Look, you know what I'm saying? Jay, Jay, Jay said they sprayed that bullshit on. Is is yeah. what the word is. And yeah. then this man said they look like boxing shoes with a J sole. So they do look the like whole, boxing shoes. Yeah, they do. When you look when you look closer at them, that's exactly what they look like. Or some shoes that you would get from Aldo's. <laughs> like, they look like some Aldo's shoes, without a doubt. The gold shoe Or Payless. R.P. to Payless is what Or Payless. Well. Yeah, or <laughs> Payless. Uh, the gold shoestrings are annoying. I'm not going to lie. Uh, because it's like, you you, you got to ask yourself, what material are they? And then as the shoestrings start to wear, does the gold start to crack? You know what I mean? Like all it's, we we got we have all of those these types of factors. And then and then the red and then the I, I, the red and the blue, it just or just like the flag concept. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's just always a no go. Like always yeah. a no go. And and like literally, uh, flag etiquette it means you're not supposed to put it on anything. You're not supposed to put it on Come the on. back of a shoe. Right, Come so on. like all of these patriots who don't fully understand flag etiquette, that shit is actually against against U.S. like against the code of how you're supposed to handle the United States flag. Uh, yeah, so so that's just that's just my analysis based on uh, me being a you know a, a casual you know shoe liker. I'm not a lover, I, you know. what I'm saying I I like I, I like shoes, but I want us to I want us to take a take a look at this at the individual who paid nine thousand dollars. For these Trump Not shoes. Right. $9,000 for these Trump shoes. All right, let me set this up. Uh, and we want to know what y'all think. We want to know what y'all think as we get this set up. Like, what is what are y'all views on it? I, outside Again, outside of Donald Trump, would y'all cop? Mm-hmm. Outside of Donald Trump, would y'all cop? Because, I mean, again, I, I'm not even putting... Um, I'm not even really putting, like, this full... Uh, like, oh, it's all straight political to the people that's buying these shoes. Now, it's a black dude that we're going to show, and I'm curious as to, you know, what, like, where his mind was in that. But I'm I'm really trying to understand, uh, like, you know, how people feel about the shoes before we get into the politics of it. So y'all let, y'all sure. let us, y'all let us know that in the chat. But let's look, let's, let's, let's listen to this, find out about the dude who spent $9,000 
on these damn shoes. Take a guess as to how much money this guy paid for Trump autograph sneakers. Of course, I got something to say. Trump, Trump, moment. So, so what was your winning bid? $9,000. And let's see the signature. All right. Congratulations. $9,000. Good news is, I guess Biden's economy is doing pretty damn well if people can shell out that amount of money for shoes. Kind of, I kind of agree with him on that. <laughs> I kind of agree with him on that. But nine thousand, do you think he gonna be able to recoup that? Based no. on what you know about the sneaker market <laughs> and all of that, no. you don't think so. And that's what I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Like the resale market, about how many shoes go for uh, four digits. You know what I'm saying? Like what the market looks like, and them shoes is not. You're not gonna get that bread. Bro, from nobody. I just, I don't, I don't see it having any value. Like, I'm never going to see those shoes on StockX. And I also... You you don't think you're going to see them on StockX? Hell no. But I'm going to definitely be looking. But I'm not going to see them damn shoes on StockX. <laughs> and I mean, and they, I'm not going to have to go look. It's going to make it to my For You page or my timeline or something if them shoes end up up there for resale. But that shit is going to be crazy. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't see it, yo. Like, I mean, I know, I think they made a limited pair. So in his mind, it's like, okay, somebody going to put nine... Thousand? I mean, I don't know. Like, he's just going to circulate it around fanatics. You know what I'm saying? So I think he, I mean, yeah, you might find a buyer. You might somebody find, the same way Donald Trump is going to have votes. There are people out there who are very invested in truth. So it's a cult following. And I guess that's what makes it weird. I actually want to retract maybe my statement because we're not going to see it on StockX, but we're going to see it on truth.com. What is it? Truth. Truth we'll Social. What's we'll website? Truth, truth social. social Marketplace. You know how Facebook got a marketplace now? The Truth Social Marketplace. They're going to be over there bartering on them shoes, kind of circulating between them because it's a culture for it. Just like sneaker culture got a culture. It is somebody out there. I look at some shoes and be like, I would never. But it's a nigga out there that's going to pay nine racks for that because they're a sneakerhead and they invested in the game. I, I so maybe know. I don't I don't know I mean because like I be I I be watching some of the the, the sneakerhead videos and they be selling like whole tables uh, worth of shoes they be selling whole tables worth of shoes for ten thousand dollars. Miss Ma'am said, "Yeah, what she say?" Miss Ma'am done said the gold gonna tarnish like hair store jewelry, and uh, I just I'm just exactly right. It also that too <laughs> had that effect. That's the effect it had in me as well because yeah why. yeah. yeah. Uh, now it is Black History Month, and you know Lord. we we get very critical about things that Black people do in Black History Month. Because if you ain't putting be critical sp- niggas all year round, but all years round, but we'll we, make it <laughs> But no, we we definitely feel a way about uh about niggas. You know what I'm saying? Doing bro, this is particular things. You know what I'm saying? On, during Black History Month, and I think this yeah. is an example right here. We got a brother that has these hoes on. I, you look at him, I, I want us to, before we play the video, looking at him from a distance, you know what I mean? They they, they shiny, you feel me? If you, if you was to see him on a nigga foot, like, I, w- I, I would see it and say, okay, the nigga got on some gold shoes, <laughs> you know what I mean? It don't go away, he got on, he got the wrong pants on for the shoe. And this is what I'm saying, like, he's going to have, the, the people buying the shoe ain't going to look good in the shoe. That's true. So, that's off the rip. And then people don't know how to make the shoe. The shoe don't go with nothing. So even if you do know how to put your clothes on, the shit don't go with nothing anyway. Right, right. I mean, you could try to throw it on with the black, but it got all the red and blue in it too. To kind of, you know, what I'm saying, throw that off. But let's let's take a look at the, let's take a look at bruh flexing and what he flexing in. Let's go. This is the first look at Trump's shoes right here. Crazy. Let me see the sides. Donald Trump has his own shoe. Yo, tell me about those a little bit. You know anything about them? 
These right here, the friends and family. There's only 50 pairs made right here. All gold. You got the gold. Okay, only 50 pairs up. made. Super fire. And low key, they're actually very comfortable. First ever Trump shoes. Okay, looking at them in real time and how he had them on, them hoes definitely not gonna last. You could already see creases developing in in the gold that's going to eventually start to like crack a little. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. Talking about. So you you can already see it there. What's your thoughts though? I mean, listen, if uh, Lamelo Ball, what's what's Lamelo Ball daddy name? Uh, what's that boy name? Um. It's big oh, ball. Uh, what's it? Lavar, Lavar Ball. Yeah. If Lavar Ball was not able able to do all, put the time in, put the work in to figure out how to create a sustainable shoe and better ball, better better ballers brand BBB. Big I'm not. Baller, I don't see Donald Trump. Brand. The big baller, better baller, ball out, and his even his shit blew out, broke up, allegedly tore up his son's knees. There's a lot of skepticism behind it. Yes. Great vision. Great attempt, poor execution. If he couldn't crack the code on that shit, and that was a dream and a vision that he paid, he, he put his life's work and effort into getting off the ground. I don't believe Donald Trump has the keys to making a quality shoe that's going to sustain any type of wear and tear for a long period of time based on what we see now. So I, I just, I'm not moved. Right. Uh, Hood Therapy asked the question, what are those? And it's sometimes I love when you can just read comments and know the tone of it. You know what I'm saying? And so like, that's the question that people are going to have to answer as them bitches fall off and fall apart in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. uh, Hood therapy says you're going to cry. Want to know straight out, yes or no, are you are you, are you going to be one of the 50? Or for the next rotation, are you going to be in that number? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have copped some OBZs, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. If if if, if uh, Obama would have came out with some slick shit, I would have copped the OBZs. I'm not now, copying no Trump stuff. Now the plug. <laughs> you now the plug because you know what I'm finna say. Talk about you would have bought some OBZs. Please don't make me get you together because that's a stone. That's a bold face lie. Nah, Dominic listen, just lied to y'all. Listen, just because I didn't vote for the nigga don't mean I wouldn't cop his shoes. <laughs> you are a piece of shit for not voting for him for being willing to buy his shoes. So. That's what I have to say to you about that. You know what? That actually segues us into the next part of the conversation. Because we really didn't come here to talk to y'all about whether or not y'all would buy these ugly ass shoes. Y'all know what not. it is. Especially because it's Donald Trump shoes. So like the what we are, the, the chop up, the political plug, Toy G, we are expressly anti-Trump. Period. So no. Like, like fuck the shoes. The bigger problem though is what Trump and his allies think they doing with dropping these shoes. Now, if y'all haven't heard, Fox News felt the need to get up there and try to do a little victory lap. The Air Force Beezies. Them would have been hard. Would've been hard. Uh, yeah. the, uh, Fox News tried to do a little victory lap for Donald Trump and try to big up this, this, this drop and made a statement that had everybody like, yo, y'all are bugging. Y'all are really bugging. To be talking like, on based on based on how y'all feel about what these shoes are gonna do for the next election, so yeah. let's let's uh let's listen to Fox News explain what they think Donald Trump dropping these shoes is gonna mean for the upcoming election. Now, first, y'all, if y'all like me, y'all like these shoes ain't got shoes. What the fuck, shoes got to do with election at all, right? Why would shoes impact an election? But 
Let's listen to the th thoughts of Fox News to understand why. Last night. Very interesting. As you see, black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, th this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Yeah. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump, will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Well, anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. I it's hope something. You're right. It's something. It's affection on, on some level. You heard that right, Donald, folks. The plug just proved that logic to be untrue because <laughs> the plug just admitted to being willing to buy OBZs but not cast a ballot. So yeah, no, we already, the logic has been debunked in real time right here on the Chop Up Show. Not Behind that silly ass shit. Behind that silly ass shit. First of all, Trump tapping in the culture? No. Trump, selling Trump knows the culture? Knows no. culture better than any other candidate? No. Throw up in my mouth. Like, what okay. are you talking about? Okay, check this out to you. Check this out. When when they're saying that he's tapping into the culture because he they are because they're selling niggas these overpriced, ugly ass shoes. My argument is not that ain't got shit to do with our culture. That's one of our vices. When Hello? people complain about the black community, what, what do they say? They they, they spend all their money on shoes. They spend all they they yeah. they do this. They they not financially responsible. So one of the criticisms of the black community is how they spend their money and how too often we we spend. 300 we like niggas be in line to to spend $600 on some J's and ain't paid they rent yet. And that yeah. and that ain't even trying to tear down black people cuz like shit, we know spent money on some shit that you know what I'm saying that we really didn't need, but I'd rather have this than pay this bill right now. I'm gonna pay that bill. Listen, you feel me? The average American, the average American does not have enough money to support themselves uh for 3 to 6 minutes uh months of unemployment and is living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. The average American has household debt at least seven thousand dollars or higher so like no nobody got the money to buy sneakers you know what i'm saying like y'all want to focus on but trust me don't nothing don't just like hip-hop don't sell shoes don't sell without white people baby yeah. so i don't like the, the whole notion the same way these celebrities is not celebrities because niggas is buying up their music trust me nike getting their bag every release every drop travis scott getting his bag every release every drop kanye was getting that bag every release Every job because white people was buying that shit. So let's be oh, honest about what's going on with that. To be without, without a doubt, but but I do think though for them to for them to make the argument that they are that Trump is tapping into the culture. Nike isn't tapped into black culture. They siphon. They parasite off black culture. They they took they take icons who develop cultural credibility like Michael Jordan, like LeBron James, and they use that cultural credibility to take our money. Yeah. Not to build black Textbook. culture, not to show respect for black culture. And Donald Trump is doing the same thing. He's he's using this as an opportunity. He's using this as an opportunity to really make money because he's about to have to pay this uh, what like damn near nine hundred million. Look. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't got the bread, if you don't got the bread, I'm coming for them buildings, baby. I'm coming for every place to say Trump something on the outside of that hole. Hold on, let me let me let me let me get my facts straight. He about to have to pay almost four hundred million. 
350, yeah. 350, like a little over 350 for, uh, not a little over, but <laughs> uh, like 350 plus for what's Pardon. going on in, in um for what's going, for what happened in, the, in, in New York, for fraud in New York. Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. damn near 90 million for defamation and being found liable of sexual assault in the E. Jean Carroll case. So Trump about to have to come off some bread. Don't make this shit like it's about culture. Come on. Y'all not, this is, this is again another ploy by people in power to rob a community of their resources while at the same time doing nothing to contribute to those resources. And only Fox News would be uh, as as, like oblivious enough to not understand that and think that this is a victory. What do you think, Toya? Thank you, Miss Ma'am, for my blessings. (laughs) And also, um, I, I just, yeah, I, I think you explained it very elaborately. It's all a ruse. And I think more importantly, you know, I wouldn't, I would dare to believe that this sneaker money is going to somebody account that even ain't Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like the right. man is trying to maliciously get money and move money and play a shell game with the bread so that what he's getting from this, he doesn't have to pay here. It's already very clear that there are no legal institutions willing to let him bypass a lot with a lot of what these charges are and that he's going to lose the presidential election more likely than not. Um, come November. And so do what you can. It's a mad dash. It's a mad scramble to get whatever money you can possibly have after all this is over and hope that somebody don't find it and take it from you. That's all this is. Yeah. Cause they, they definitely about to start getting into his pockets. Um, but I got to ask you to you, have you heard him mention that, uh, Repu- our, our Democrats are like, are bleeding essentially like black votes, right? You heard him say that? Uh, I haven't. I haven't, but at the same time, I know that that's been a general sentiment of, you know, this resurgence of Republicans is that they they all have black friends, um, and that they all have started to see kind of a, a surgence, a resurgence, not really a resurgence, but a surge in black support that they have in one way or another. So that has been a kind of a backdrop narrative I've seen for Republicans in general. So I wouldn't be surprised if Trump, air quote, benefited from that surge as well. Right, and so so what's happened is. Because of this conversation, right, there is a slight uptick, a, a very minuscule uptick, though, of black people voting for Republicans. Very minuscule. So, like, it goes up from it go it, it went up from four percent to like six percent in the midterms, and then now it's it's, it's approaching uh, between eight to eight to twelve, right? And they 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 think that it could get up to twenty percent. Right. They they mm. literally think we're bleeding that that uh that, that would Biden be bleeding. Is... That would be a hell of a leap to get to twenty percent. If they got the twenty percent, yeah, but I actually but I think it's twenty percent of black men. I think it's twenty percent of black men. Mm. But I mean, of mm. course, as you can see, even with these these numbers, even though it's bigger than what it's been in the past, it's still a uh you know, a, a large majority of black people still are voting Biden. Right? We're talking about numbers that may reach up into the twenties, but between 12 to 16 percent is is where things are polling at now um how effective do you think that this this strategy was in terms of keeping that trend going like do you think that like since we already see black people we just saw the brother rocking rocking them rocking the trumps of the j6s during black history month blasphemy you know what i'm saying um but do you think this was any type of effective at all in and kind of getting more people to go that way. You want to know my true answer? I want to know your true to God answer. My hope and my sincere prayer is that it wasn't, but I can't say that with confidence that it was because you have, 
if if the target audience was niggas, these are the same ones that I've been seeing on TikTok videos and Instagram videos and across social media for months, hailing this man for giving them a check that evaporated almost as soon as it hit, they hit their account. So if people are latching on to, and if niggas specifically, what I've been seeing is specifically black men, but also black people in general latching on to this whole Trump gave us checks, Trump made the economy better. Yes. Yes, they fell for it. Because if they fell for that, they fell for that too. So I dare to believe that there are some fools with them on back order. Like, I don't know any, and I would be hard-pressed to assume that I would ever run into some, but to say that no black people were willing to fall for the rules of Donald Trump and whatever this shit is, it would just be mistaken at this point. I think I would be foolish to think that. What would you do uh, if somebody you knew pulled up in them hoes? I promise you we would have a literal direct conversation about the choices that were made. <laughs> I would not shy about it. And I'm not going to say I would roll up on them like, fuck, bro, you got these Trump shoes on. But that I would strike a conversation. And like you said, my inroads would be shoe wear, shoe fans, shoe enthusiasts, and shoe right. enthusiasts, sneaker enthusiasts. Like, talk to me. Give me some. And then that's going to be my inroads to flame their ass. Like, trust me, it's going to start out mild. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to roll up on them and check. No, because I don't do that about people's clothes. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to work its way to a place where I'm, I'm going to be on their head and on their ass about it. And I would do it unabashedly. And when I say unabashedly, I'm talking about in my local neighborhood, Ralph's. Uh, Ralph's. I'm talking about at the at the, at the local 7-Eleven. Oh, in my public. Mama, at my job. At my job. Yeah. <laughs> at my yeah. job. Like, let one of them kids or adults pull up in the J6s. I have, I, I, it's time to talk. It's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because I mean I would have the same response too. But I think that what what we miss about all of this is that like this is how this is how they see us. They literally see us as overpriced gold shoe wearing. You know what I'm saying? Jamal's is actually what I'm about to start calling black conservatives. I want to get this started on the Chop Up Show right <laughs> now. From now on, for everybody watching. I, we call black conservatives Jamal's, okay? Go ahead, because I'm about to show y'all why, but go ahead. Show us why. All right, let me, let me give y'all... Because I feel like I'm about to imply what it is that you saw, because that, that specific name is something that I saw in my research and looking around, and I, there's another name, because they've decided to group us, group and scoop us. Yes, uh, but yeah. this is Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to just let you go ahead and drop the bomb on that and introduce... The the logic, yes. So fucking Matt reason, Gates. The reason why we call it uh, black conservative niggas Jamal's here on out is because again, Trump just showed us how they commodify us, right? How they pathologize us to and and, and really think that that pathologized understanding is what's gonna get black votes. Matt Gates actually exposed it, exposed that that theory even worse. Right, like literally, just kind of put it out there and, and, and said it because he said it on a place where ain't no black people watching except Jamal's, and he's going to give us our reason why we call it black conservatives Jamal's from here on out. Let's get it. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let's make sure we get it right. Boom. All right, and let's go. 
there is a relentlessness and a persistence in the Trump campaign that I think really emerges out of the candidate himself. In Iowa, this victory was so huge, and really it was a testament to the resiliency of the Trump voter, because mm -hmm. you had the worst conditions possible, uh, historically challenging weather and ice, and these folks came out and uh, voted overwhelmingly for the president. I met with a lot of those folks. This is the blue-collar realignment of the Republican Party. I could tell you is like, for every Karen we lose, there's a there's a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement, and that bodes well for our ability to be more diverse and to be more durable. We head into not only the rest of the primary contests, but also the general election. Well, also, you know, when Trump was president, All right. it was better. <laughs> All right. Now, we go, we, right now, we're going to ignore the whole making our party more diverse from the same people who think that diversity is a cuss word. Don't believe yeah. in diversity and all and do everything in their power to undermine efforts of diversity. But as y'all heard, now the question he was asked that, that the that the clip didn't pick up is their Republicans are losing suburban white women, mainly on issues of, of, of uh women's reproductive rights. Reproductive rights, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also so, to a lot of this education stuff, they've grown weird. Education too. Yeah, education too. Uh everybody's mm -hmm. not a big everybody's not a fan a fan of the moms of liberty, right? However, in response to losing those white women who they who Republicans also commodify, don't right. really care about and introduce policies that clearly are meant to put off women. He said that they're going to replace those white women, the Karens, with the Julios and Jamals. That's what they said, man. To every respectable brother, shout out to Miss Ma'am, to every respectable brother named Jamal, I I'm apologizing right now. Because we love you, we appreciate you. At one point, Jamal was one of the blackest names you could have, especially in the 90s, in the earliest 2000s. If your name was Jamal, you usually had a high top fade and wore some type of African, pan-African, red, black, and green back in the day. So to all of those Jamals... Look, look Kofi or something like that. Yeah, like look, like. you know what I mean? Quoted Malcolm X, shit like that. That was the Jamals that we knew. You feel me? Also, but, CJ and Jamal, we had a whole cartoon. A whole it, a, it was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Around no, it was a, it was it was, was, it a, it was a real show with a puppet. It was. It was Tone Loke, a puppet, and another little black boy whose name I can't remember, but I yeah. completely remember now. Yeah. So uh, we we apologize, but man, listen. With with the rise of black men that are advocating for conservatism and voted and uh, arguing for voting for conservatives and for for Donald Trump, mm -hmm. bro, like they that's who they they want the Jamals. Y'all are the Jamals that are replacing the, the white women that's leaving the party. Go ahead, Toya. And this is the way that they talk about you at brunch when they are, you know, strategizing for the Hey, man, got to get Jamal. You know, got to go out there. I just, I think that's where it becomes more despicable. And I have this tendency, like, whenever I see something, um, in real time, I always wonder about, like, the around-the-table conversation or the behind-the-scenes, mm -hmm. behind-the-curtain conversation where people co-sign to legitimize that shit. Like, yep, that's it. That's it. And that's where it feels the most disgusting. Sometimes it's not even the most icky when they say it in moments like this. It's really the most fucking despicable when you figure out that, you know, they call in Latina women Maria and shit and just kind of, you know, and of course I'm Letitia or Laquisha or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They're, like, these very stereotypical um essentialist names that they give to group and scoop the experiences of and the particularities of all of us and that's what that's what kind of makes my skin cry when i hear shit like this yeah i mean it's 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 upsetting um uh, and i think what makes it even more upsetting is that even with the minor leaks of black men over to the republican party i did think that's still too much 
You know what I mean? Because like I, I what what I want to understand without without just blaming it on chasing that same type of masculinity, chasing white patriarchy that we'll never achieve. Outside of that, what like what is what else is appealing? Because I want to give niggas the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Because when he says yeah. that 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 uh, this this was the second clip that we played where they mentioned, hey, Biden is losing some support, and they're coming over to our side. You feel me? So uh, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and, and I think that gets us to the question because when we talk about this type of pandering, it's not unique to any one particular party. They both they both pander. But what the question I have for you um, is: Is all pandering created equal? Because I I take us to the kente cloth. I, I would like I think that mm-hmm. is the quintessential example of de- or, or, or any politicians pandering to a particular demographic. Sure. Is that is the pandering that we see on the side of Democrats the same as the pandering that we see on the side of Republicans? I mean, I, I, and we know that they do it differently, but is pandering pandering? Is all pandering created equal? I want to hear from y'all in the chat as well because I think this is an important conversation to have because when we criticize Democrats, that's what we criticize them on the pandering, the hot sauce in my bag, that you're not black if you don't vote for me. Right, the stereotypical, mm-hmm. the the kente cloth, the the whatever, but um, you know, when they did the kente cloth and kneeled, they wasn't trying to sell four hundred dollar dashikis. You see what I'm saying? Right. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So Toya, tell me your thoughts. Is all is all pandering created equal? No. Okay. Now pandering is not created equal because there is certain pandering that attempts to shorten the gap or the space and demonstrate and I'm here for you gesture that is just fucking weak. It's corny, it's whack. Get your ass up off that floor, take that kente cloth off, cloth off and get mm-hmm. to work, right? Like, and so that's what becomes annoying about that is you talking about hot sauce and you wanna say all the right things and sound like us and do all those gestures. You hear, we hear, what's the plan, babe? Like none of that shit really matters when it comes down to it. I don't care about whether or not you eat hot sauce, like hot sauce. I want the freedom to eat my hot sauce, how I eat it and not have to pay a million dollars for it. Can you fix that? Right. So that I think is the tension there, but that's not the worst that it could be. The type Mm -hmm. of pandering that pisses me off. And I think that where it's not created equal is where you insult my intelligence. That Fox news video is fucking insulting. It is a demonstration of the just gaps and the distance and the miles apart that you are able to create and the, like the stereotypes that you're willing to kind of invest in that I think are just terrible. And like, I'm talking through it and I'm really trying to, I want to make sure that I'm clear and that I'm sitting, cause I'm workshopping this in real time, the distance between these Kente cloths and these shoes. Maybe it's the fact that he's selling them. I think that's maybe what is pissing me off about it. And what a component of it is that there's this capitalist greed. There's this component of sliminess and uh, investment and money and, you know, shit like that that doesn't even make your message pure because there's no just extension of a gesture to black people. That's just like, it, it, they're both problematic, but this one is just dirty. It just feels dirtier. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And this, this, I don't know because the, the, nah, stand is up. always going to be the sender. The sender is always going to be something to receive, to, to, to be understood and receive. Cause I mean, fuck both sides. Right? right. None of them really ultimately have my best interest at heart. So it's like what goes down better? Something sweet or something spicy? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the sweet is always gonna go down, you know, but it's like the spicy, unhealthy. but you know what I'm saying? Like it's still bullshit when it's all said and done. And so it's hard to decide, but my initial reaction is to say no. Because when you insult my intelligence, 
it's ridiculous. I don't think Kente Claus and hot sauce is insulting my intelligence. It's just a poor attempt to relate. When you say that shoes are, but 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 check this no, no, out. No, no, I, no, say, I get what you're saying. I get what you, yeah, go ahead. I understand what you're saying. It's a poor attempt to relate. It's a miss, it's a, right. a corny attempt to like be on the same page. Right. But when you have the person saying straight up, black people like shoes, we have shoes, we equate that to black people. Black people come on in. It's a safe place for you, for you, for you because of shoes, right? When the Kente Cross was happening, it was for Juneteenth. It was acknowledgement and celebration of a particular holiday and experience that they wanted to shed light on and bring respect to in terms of like you know national highlights and shit like that. And that's not making an excuse for it because it was a failed attempt. To be clear, but kind of, it was a failed attempt. But context does matter. You know what I'm right, saying? 100%. Like I, I just really feel like. I just, when you try to make me to be a fool, when you try to bait me, you know what I'm saying? I think that's completely different than, hey, we're in this thing together. We're all the same, which is just an, a whitewashing and an overshadowing and a broad stroke over the different particularities of how shit plays out in this world where we're all in it together. It just materializes differently. That's my take. I, I'm right behind you. Um, I think that definitely all pandering is not created equal. And and, and I, I think that the dividing line um, specifically in this instance is like I, I think you characterized it the best when you said that there there are certain pan, there's pandering that attempts to close the gap right there's pandering that attempts to create understanding and and, and there's also pandering in attempts to uh that 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 actually leave opportunity for black people to uh to get something out of it right Again, do I think that though, like the the what we get out of it be worth it? Hell no, not at all. No. But it's still like I think, like you said, context and intentions matter when we're comparing it. But intentions don't matter when you fail. I don't like I yeah. get what you was trying to do, but you still get in this smoke for doing this silly ass shit, right? Without a doubt. The reason why they're not the same is because while one, like you said, is trying to close that gap, these niggas is trying to capitalize off of us. Straight yeah, up, yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. in 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 one of the most disrespectful, uh, uh, really, like even more, I think, undermining forms because it's it's questioning questioning the intelligence of black voters. You think we care more about some gaudy ass gold shoes than the policies that you present for it? Like even the black people that talk about why they support Trump, they come up with these fake policies that he did. So they so they attempt to act like policy matters because they talk about what well, he did this, he did that. They're not talking right. about the uh, uh like Trump giving niggas shoes. You feel me? Because black conservatives are the one who criticize sneaker culture the most. The most. Black black conservatives are the one that's like, we need to do more with our money. Instead of instead of putting $500 in some shoes, a black conservative will tell you put $500 in a, in a, in a savings account that, that builds, what, uh, that, that you could get money on, that you could put money on, put that it in stock. That builds interest and all types of shit, yeah. Yeah, that builds interest, put it in the stock. Do, do this with it, dude. Don't go out and buy no shoes. That's the conservative playbook. So the idea... It, that, that uh, or not the idea, but what's happening is they're trying to appeal to their lowest understanding of black people in order to in order to pretend that it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Trump is tapped in. Like I said earlier, Nike is not tapped in with black culture. Right. Nike uses people who have black culture, uh, cultural capital to then sell their products. Nike was a failing company before they signed Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. To be clear. Right. Yes. Converse was the leading basketball shoe until Nike signed Michael Jordan, created that. And, and he, as much as Jordan didn't ring win rings earlier, he was averaging 30 some points. 
That he was he they knew what Jordan was gonna be. So to this day, Nike owes everything that they have to black athletes who who developed that who had their own cultural capital. Trump isn't even connecting his shoe to anything that got to do with black people. They assuming that the shoe is enough for black people to care. Yeah. That's a black whole... people will buy them. I just I hear the brashness and the dismissive of, yeah, it's a great idea. The black people about like I just and this forces you to ask like who is on your team, mm-hmm. right? Who is on your advisory committee? Who are the people who you are consulting with that tell you this is a good idea? And it's nobody or it's dumbasses like the one in the sneakers who pays them <laughs> how many nine racks. Like, nine racks. You're, you're talking to the wrong folks, man. So it's sad. Um, I think more attempts like these are to come. Um, but I also I wish there was somebody who could be honest about the sales of these shoes and about how they're, you know what I'm saying, like a reliable way to just really understand how many units are being moved, how much people are selling, uh, buying for them or uh, spending on them. Or I'm sure to... they sold out. I'm sure like when they I'm sure they sold out all 300 pretty quick. I'm curious. I mean, I'm, I'm I am too, and I'm curious about the specificity of the metrics. I'm I'm curious about things that are on back order. I'm curious about a lot of things, but and all, at the same time, I'm not because fuck them shoes and that man and what he got going on and any other ploys and attempts like this to captivate the attention of black people. Forward. Yeah, and fuck Matt Gates. Everybody that's mad at everybody that gets mad at us calling black conservatives Jamal blame Matt Gates. Okay, and to all the Jamals Please. out there that are not conservatives, I love you, bro. Shout it's, out it's, to you, it's, family. It's, it's, it's nothing but love. But y'all, it's my cousin to... middle name, so for real, I'll, I'll hey, go ahead. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, we, and we probably know some Jamals we're not thinking about. So again, I'm telling all I, you. I went you... to school. I went to school from kindergarten till he was a year younger than me, so I graduated before he did. But with a Jamal, for sure. Yeah, Donnell just joined us. Donnell came in at the end because um, we're about to get ready to close out. But for everybody listening, KJ, Miss Ma'am, Hood Therapy, J Universe, yeah. Donnell, remember, we are calling black conservatives Jamal until black men do enough to separate from this <laughs> narrative that we yeah. are turning Trump supporters, that we are turning black people Trump supporters. We have That's to push back against this narrative. Literally, just because it went from eight or from six to eight to 12, to like the assumption is that oh they they're bleeding black support no, no we just got something that we get, we got something we working through with our brothers that we need to figure out what's going on politically that makes that that's kind of causing this little trickle, you know what I'm saying to happen. But again, w- like we as black men need to hear these narratives and do more to push back against them instead of being the free thinking ass niggas in, in the comment sections that's finding crazy ass ways to disguise the danger that Trump poses, not even just to the country, but to black people as a whole. Ms. Ma'am said Julio too. I have a homeboy that is amazing. I know he'd be pissed. Uh, I know he'd be pissed about the use of his name. I'm sorry, Julio. Julio, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Julio's and Jamal's are the names that we are now using to describe Latino and black supporters. Uh, of conservatives and Donald it. Trump. Um, Donnell said, Jamal, got it. So we locked in. Yeah, lock it in. Lock in. it in. Uh, so with that, man, we appreciate y'all joining us on this Friday. I know y'all trying to get out, kick it. I know Toya got somewhere to be. She about to be out kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Getting down and I don't all. know. I think, I think signs are pointing to home, uh, home base. 
but we're gonna we're gonna see, we're gonna see here in a minute. <laughs> okay, but with that being said, uh, we gonna go ahead and close this thing out. Thank y'all for joining us for the convo. Uh, we will see y'all next week. Um, we may have two shows. We've been trying to do two shows, but if we get this timing mm-hmm. right and get things right, we may get it cracking like that. We actually did do two shows. We did a show Monday, and then we doing the show today. Hello. Yeah. So hey, we're, if y'all we, missed, we're, we're meeting our goals. We are. If y'all missed the show Monday, y'all go ahead and check that out as well. That was a pretty dope conversation. But with that being said, we are out. This is the chop up. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.